This is episode 209 of the Inner Fight Podcast with Loy Nacido. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast. My name is Michael Smith, founder of innerfight.com. Welcome to this amazing talk that I had with this quite incredible character. One of a kind, that's for sure. Tattooed from head to toe, full of controversy, but full of inspiration, motivation, and an absolutely fantastic story. I really enjoyed the time with Loy, and I hope you guys do too. Of course, you can watch this over on YouTube, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash innerfight, or listen to it in iTunes. If you're wondering where to get any of it, just go to innerfight.com slash podcast 209. Know where you are in the world. Thanks for tuning in. Let's jump right in. And this is it. We're back again. Thanks a lot to everyone for tuning in. Another episode of the podcast and another special guest. I do thank you all for listening to these additional podcasts that we're putting out in addition to the Coaches Podcast. And this week, I'm joined by an incredibly interesting guy, a guy by the name of Loy Macedo, who I actually met... This was, it was so random, wasn't it? First of all, Loy, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, it's great to be here. We met in the printing shop where I print the Inner Fight t-shirts. Out yeah. of all of the places in the universe, we meet yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, man. When I saw you, it, you know, your Inner Fight uh, shirt just stood out. I was like, you're from Inner Fit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ooh la la. <laughs> this is what's going on. Mate, listen, this show's about you. Give us a little bit of background on yourself, where you come from, what you do, and, 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 and a little bit of information on what's going on. Okay. Um, born and raised in Dubai. Right. Being here when uh, Dubai was nothing but just a desert. <laughs> uh, however, my life is uh, married to failure. I was right. uh, born and brought up in an abusive family. Right. Uh, my father abandoned me when I was a baby. Right. My mother reminded me as a mistake every day of my life. My stepfather, I think he wanted to be a boxer, so he practiced boxing with me. I was the punching wow. bag. Wow. Um, then in school, I think, I, I failed literally in every subject. Right. Uh, those days, uh, you might find this surprising, but those days there was nothing like uh, anything to protect children. So they used right. to make me stand outside in the sun every day in every class. Wow. Uh, even as young as uh, nine years, ten this years. This was in school here in yeah, Dubai? Yeah, Sarge Indian School. Wow. And most of the teachers deny that it ever happened. Right. Um, as, as you could understand that they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hate me. That's why I put even videos about it. Right. Um, then in, I, I failed in every subject. In fact, my I, this was a pretty nice one. One of the teachers actually told my father that um, I ought to be put in a mental asylum. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was outstanding in the class. Standing out always. Uh, moved to college. Dropped out of college because I realized whatever they're teaching in college is the same thing, the same crap that they're teaching in school. Right. So I lost interest in uh, college. I dropped out. So I didn't have a school degree, uh, a wow. certificate, neither college. Then uh, when I came here, that is I went to India, uh, I dropped out. Uh, here, yeah. I was, even though UAE was booming, yeah. I was unemployed for two years. Right. I didn't get a single job. Right. And my first job was that of a shopkeeper. Okay. So, so much for a great future. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, when you're 21, you want to be Bill Gates. You want to earn billions of dollars, not sure. become a shopkeeper. Yeah. So, I failed in the corporate world, changed 34 jobs in six years. Wow. Okay. Every company fired me because I never fit into the culture. Uh, had. Uh, why, why, why was that, mate? Why, what was the... I, I, I never knew that I had ADHD. Right. I never knew that. And uh, yeah. it was never diagnosed. There were no psychologists here. Right. And uh, I, I was totally against the grain. Like, here people like to get up early in the morning like slaves. 
yeah. drive down in traffic like zombies, you know, reach office, have a cup of coffee, and sit down there. And everyone likes to call each other sir. Yeah. They think their boss uh, is uh, a superior to them. Right. Uh, and, you know, they come back home every day at uh, 6 or 7 or 8 or 9. Just go drive through to emotions. Traffic. Yeah, and... You know, I ask myself, is this the life I want to live? Right. Is right. this how I want to live? Just ordinary being just like everyone else. Right. So whenever I had question, the people say, you know, are you, f- are you for real? How can you question the system? Right. You follow the system without asking questions. And I was like, no way. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And when you get a boss, just because he has a title, yeah. that doesn't mean he's better than you. Correct. It's just that maybe he's lucky. Yeah. So people hated me asking questions. And I always believe if someone asks repeated questions, he has a great mind. Yeah. So, so when, when did you start? You left school early or you left school at 18? No, I, I, um, I completed school, but I failed in all the subjects. Right, right. So, and did you, go, did you go to university afterwards or you went straight to start work? I, I, I went to the university, but yeah. I dropped out. Okay. So, you're there, you're 19 years old or, or something like that, yeah. and, and you, start, you start this journey of, 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 of 30, 30 plus jobs in, in, in a yeah. very short period of time. Yeah. What I mean, what's really what's going on? Because I think that's not that's a that's a big number of jobs. Mm. But y- what you've just des- described as the stereotype is going on with a lot of people. They get up in the morning, they reach the office, they have their coffee, they get mm. home at night, and that's it. So what? Why were you against it? Or how did you figure it out early that that's not what you wanted? See, right from a small age, right from the time I was a small boy, yeah, I questioned everything, even religion, for which right. people could not stand. Like for example, they say. You pray to God, you'll get what you want. Right. So when I pray and not get, I was like, uh, why, if there is a God, why isn't he answering my right. prayer? Right. Then I'd ask them, which God is real? He says, this God is real. And they're like, don't you dare question the system. Right. Then uh, my father used to tell me, tell me the truth always. So yeah. just imagine, when I failed, I told him the truth and I got beaten up for it. I was like, you just told me to tell you the truth. He's like, yeah, but not like this. Wow. So I wow. always found double standards with people. They would say, take the blessings of parents. I said, uh, if I don't take your blessings, what would happen? So I'd always question. Yeah. And that is what they didn't like. Right. And uh, see, the worst part is, if you do not uh, remember this, all the problems that are there with today's youth mm. is because of the upbringing and the surroundings that they are. Right. So if uh, their parents are not there for them, yeah. and most of the people here in Dubai, they just think uh, parenting is just uh, sending them to school and uh, taking care of their needs, and that's it. You yeah. need to spend time with them. Right. So you've gone through all, you've gone through all these jobs. And you realize that working in the corporate world or working in an office isn't for you. Mm. How old were you? Like 24, 25? Um, it was, it, this went on until the age of 30. Until the age uh, of 30. I kept switching jobs. One after, I had a string of relationships, I think over 400 women. Right. So, and uh, two failed marriages. Two so, failed marriages. So everything is failure, failure, failure. Right. And uh, the last job, I worked for a guy who was into a fraudulent business. Imagine I complained to the authorities and they said, uh, why don't you just mind your own business? I'm like, huh? Really? And then when the employer found out, he put a criminal case on me, got me deported from this country for which I I was born here. Just imagine, I've been here for like close to 30 plus years. Right. And now he has sent me back to India. it's, It's so ironical. You are born, brought up here, yeah. and you have a passport for a country you never visited. Right. And then you begin to wonder, like, uh, you know, I don't belong to this country. For sure. And then when I went to India, I don't know anyone. I was robbed at knife point. Right. He sent me without any money. Wow. And when I called the only people who I knew, yeah. uh, my mother yeah. and my stepfather, they said, uh, we don't know you. Wow. And uh, it was, a, you know, when you don't have money, when you're yeah. at your deepest, darkest time, your friends, everyone leaves you. For sure. And it was at that point 
yeah. I decided to kill myself. Right. And then it was then that everything changed. Right. Yeah. And from from what I was normal to yeah. what you see me now, like Spider Man, <laughs> it was at that point everything changed. So you're back in India. You had absolutely nothing. It was yeah. a country that you didn't really know, although you were technically from there. Yeah. And what, what? How did you sort of? What did you do? What? What? What was the? What was the steps? I, I, I your didn't parents have any. Don't want you. No one wants you. How did you start to build yourself back up? Uh, this is where social media saved me. Right. Uh, I don't know how this guy. Uh, there was a guy in uh, the airport. He right. apparently his name is Hitesh Soni. He recognized me as the controversial guy on Facebook. Okay. And he just put his hey, how are you doing and all that. And I was like. I just told him my story. He gave me, he, a nobody gave me 300 dirhams right. and said, uh, this is all I can give you. And said, what do I do? Where do I go? Yeah. He said, don't stay in Bombay. You'll, you'll be dead before yeah. you know it. And he recommended me to go to the southern part of India, which is, he said was cheap. Right. So I had actually decided to go uh, in the train and kill myself because uh, three days, no food, no water, nothing. Wow. And he just gave me the money. So when I sat in the train, uh, this is where things started to change. Right. So I was, the train is moving. In the night, I decided to jump out. So as I was about to do that, rain was hitting my face. I was like, this is nice. Let me just enjoy this moment. Right. So I was enjoying that. After that, I got hungry. And when you're hungry, you don't feel like killing yourself. Right. So I ate a nice meal, whatever meal I could afford. Yeah. And after I did that, I was like, uh, now, I've, now I'm enjoying the food. So when you're enjoying something, you don't feel like killing yourself. Right. So at, from there on, every small thing that I was doing, I kept feeling a little happier. Right. Until the journey got over after, I think, uh, four days. Yeah. Then came back to depression. So, is it, sorry, Matt, it, is it those small things in life that you think people, I, I mean, this, this sounds like a really dark time. You're just about to jump off a moving train and, 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 and end everything. Is it those small things in life that people don't appreciate that are super important? And do you think, like, people should be taking more sort of, realizing more how important the small things in life that make them what they are yeah it is uh, when you do nothing yeah when you think you're a victim yes that is when you decide to uh, harm yourself kill yourself or do nothing about it yeah um that's where depression sets in but when you set in motion yeah when you start taking on small challenges when you start appreciating the small things in life that money can't buy yeah i think that's where we are happiest because i i feel our problem in society today is we are trying to compare ourselves to someone else we're trying to compete with someone else yeah and sometimes they're not realistic it doesn't work yeah so you went from the from the train ride you've had the rain on your face you like that Mm. you've had some food you're feeling a little bit more upbeat about life where do you go to next uh when i got down at the railway station and uh there was nobody there so i decided okay this is it and uh, when i stood there Mm. i was waiting there crying feeling sorry for myself yeah and uh, you know this is where it really struck me when i was crying i was actually crying right and then I look left and right and nobody is there. Nobody right. cares. Nobody cares. You know, that's what I tell people. If you cry and you moan and you groan and you say, I'm pregnant, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. yeah. If you have no money, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I better stop this shit. So I just... It's not, it's not making you any better, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not a... And then I was like, okay, action. I'll take the action by jumping. And then I realized that was the last train. Right. The train I got down was the last train. I was like, man, couldn't... You know, couldn't get any you, you, worse. Yeah, you just ruined my perfect day. Right. So then I was like, okay, I'll at least check into a hotel and get up, and then I'll, you know, my my goal was kill myself. Right. That was you that know was mission kill myself. About. Yeah. Right. Uh, when I sat in the uh, uh, small little cheap apartment, there was just a fan, yeah. and every time I kept looking at the fan, thinking I'm gonna hang myself. So when I went down to get a rope, 
Yeah. That's why I saw a street vendor selling some uh, delicious stuff that was cooking outside. I was like, oh, might as well eat something. So when I took that and I was uh, walking and eating, yeah. uh, searching for a rope where to yeah. buy, yeah. I actually saw a bookshop. Right. And that brought back memories because me as a child, I love reading books, but my parents never allowed me to read books. Wow. And I was like, okay, might as well go to the store. When I went to the store, found a nice book, started to read. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, this is where after three, four days, yeah. I just realized... Why am I thinking of killing myself every single day? Because every day I try to do that. Something yeah. or another kept interrupting. Right. And then I asked myself, so I have a choice to be happy. Yeah. Why don't I do things that make me happy? Got it. So from there on, I, I started focusing. But here, you need to keep one thing in mind. If I were to repeat the same recipe for yeah. which I got myself in trouble, yeah. I would get myself in trouble again. So I decided right. I need to change the recipe. Right. So I had to change from within everything, from my way of thinking to the way I did things, to the friends. But, but that's a decision that you make. Yeah. It's not something that's forced upon you. It's not controlled by, it's like you said on, on, on the railway platform, you're crying, you, mm. you choose to stop. So yeah. what you're saying here is that everything was now within your control. Yeah. I, I, I chose to take charge. Right. I, I was just fed up and tired. Right. You, you know, like they say, you get, just get uh, sick and tired of getting sick and tired. Yeah. So I, I had enough. Right. So I, I decided no longer was I going to follow rules of society. I right. didn't have to be a good guy. I didn't have to be a role model. I didn't have to be a nice guy. Yeah. The first thing I needed to do is sort the shit out in my life. Right. And I needed to be happy. And uh, at some way, I realized it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to focus on me. Right. Because looking at me, if I can sort myself out, there are a lot of people who look at me and, you know, and they might get inspired. Out. Yeah. Instead right. of me focusing on how can I inspire him? Yeah. How can I inspire myself? So what did you do? I just started being selfish, self-centered, self-loving. Right. I started taking care of myself. Uh, I, I no longer believed in the religious bullshit. Uh, forgive and forget all those guys who harm me. No, there are some people meant to be assholes. They will yeah. forever be assholes. You right. better keep away from them. Right. So for me, I, I just rewrote all the rules in my life. Yeah. And, and how did you, what was the journey? So you're, you're in India, you decided that, that suicide was not the option. Yeah. You're going to take control of your life. Mm. How do you, where did you go from there? Because it's, it's very easy to say it now, but I think people might be in some states of, depression or just just not happy as opposed to like that you focus on yourself and you start to do that but when you've got nothing how did you get out of that hole because essentially you're in a hole and with the best intentions in the world or or the most positive thinking mm. positive thinking doesn't get you out of the hole so what yeah. did you put in place to 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 get up um i first followed the policy of eddie guerrero right he said i cheat i lie i steal right okay when you are when you are close to death Yes. And you have nothing to, you grab onto anything and everything. Right. So I said, I'm going to do anything it takes to get out of this. Right. Whatever it takes. Because I'll tell you this, when, uh, you know, even if you're a good guy or even if you're a bad guy, yeah. okay, nobody cares. Right. Seriously, nobody cares. Right. Okay. Let's say, for example, Marcus, you do, you help 1,000 students. Yes. And one fine day, someone puts a blame and says, he sexually molested me. They will yes. remember only one. Remember Bill Clinton? Yes. He did so much of good. Yes. People remember him only for one thing. Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I was like, I'm sick and tired of being this nice guy. I'm yeah. going to be me. Right. That is what I tell even my students. I tell embrace the darkness. Right. Be you. Be, be you. the real authentic you. Right. Stop being someone else. Right. So I decided, uh, okay, I was not popular. I, I was a weirdo. I never fit into anywhere. Yeah. This is what I'm going to be. And in answer to your question, what do you do when you're down there? Yeah. You first search for loopholes and take advantage of them. That is the secret for every successful guy. Right. Steve Jobs, he did that with Microsoft. He did it with IBM. He did it with everyone. 
you find loopholes in the system yeah. and you take advantage of them so at that point did you decide what you wanted your career to be or what job would get you back on track and make you happy and i mean was your was your objective to come back to dubai how did that all work out uh, second secret which i tell people when even if you're searching for a job or you want to get fit or you want to yeah. change your life first find out who are your true friends right it'll make life a lot more easier right and make sure that they can help you mm-hmm. so what i did what i did is i i i took my uh, the phone book yeah i just made it a and b a right. definitely help me b not sure or they'll not help me yeah. so all the people in a i let them know how much i love them yeah. and how important they are to my life and i asked them you must ask right and i asked them specifically what i wanted right. and that's how i managed to get my ban lifted and i came back to dubai because wow. i knew the see it, it depends on which environment you're in yeah if you were to play the game of cricket in a football field you'll fail yeah so i came back to dubai i knew dubai was the only place i could survive what year was that when you came back uh this was i think 5 uh, 5 years ago so, so two, i'm 39 uh, say 34 at the age of 34 i'm 5 th- years ago yeah 5 years so in 2011 yeah. and what what did you start working as in 2011 i took up anything that uh, helped me uh, stand up i i mean i was working even as a driver right just just to make ends meet yeah and uh, from there i i think uh, you you you'd you'd not believe this <laughs> i i need to tell you this okay for sure I was actually walking down in Sarja having not eaten for 2 days. Right. Okay? And I stopped near this this is the name of the cafeteria is Ultima Cafeteria near Sarja near the bridge okay. fly okay. flyover anyone can find that out near Petrofac it's Ultima Cafeteria I was walking there for the whole day not eaten. Right. And there I see a shawarma. And uh, you know the smell of shawarma I was hungry man right. I had not eaten for the whole day. And when I looked at it I I just dug my pocket I had 2 dirhams and 25 fils. Right. The cost for a sandwich is 2 dirhams 50 fils. Right. So I went to the guy I said how much was it? So he said 2 dirhams 50 fils. I I knew it didn't have the money. So then I said how much for french fries? He said 5 bucks. I said can you give me for 1 dirham french fries? The guy said are you okay? Because he he, he saw me and then he, then there was an old man you know they have these uh, small little openings where they yeah. uh, they look through you know fruits all over yeah so the old man looked there and he asked him uh, he asked him in his native language what so he told him then he said may tell him to sit down so i thought he agreed to give me a one dirham french fry yeah i sat down there and no sooner there said after a few minutes he brings me a full plate of french fries rice and uh, two shawarma sandwich i immediately stood up i said i, I don't have the money Yeah. He said sit down. He said you're like his son. Just sit down and eat. Wow. I'll tell you that was the most delicious food I ever eaten and as I ate I sobbed and I cried. Yeah. And then I took a sheet of paper. I took a pen. Right. And it just inspired me to write down what is it that I exactly want out of life. Right. And the first thing I wrote is I need to ask somebody a loan of 200,000 dirhams. Right. to start my career as a coach. I don't know I just got inspired and right. I said to myself I'm actually going to go to every rich guy I know yeah. or I can meet and ask him can you give me 200,000 dirhams I'll never pay you back but I want to study <laughs> I'm I'm telling you I got inspired right. to do this and I said I'm going to ask someone for a house to stay even though I'll not pay him rent right and after I did that the first guy they came down the building I said I'm going to start now I I spoke to him and he said hey by the way I know you lawyer I said how I saw in YouTube I asked him my request. I need a house to stay. I need a place. He said, "Hey, that's great because the my apartment is here, but I stay in a lane. It's empty. You can." Have. I was like, "What?" It actually happened. His name wow. is George. Wow. He's a toastmaster. He made me stay there. Right. Then the second on my list was to get the money. Right. I started going from door to door, shop to shop. People actually thought I was nuts really? until one guy. His name is Suresh Chari, and he said, "I know one man who might be crazy enough to listen to your story." 
He introduced me. He's the CEO of Global Engineering. Right. Okay. I met up with him and I told him my story. I cried. I literally cried because yeah. I told him, I know you might throw me out, but this is what I want. Within, he said, sit down. Next thing I knew, he wrote me a check of 15,000 dirhams. Uh. He got me a Nissan Tida from the company. <laughs> and he told me he'll pay me in installments up to 200,000. That's how I started my journey. Wow. The power of asking, yeah. the power of thinking something crazy, doing something crazy. And uh, nobody believes the story. <laughs> and then you started to study, started to learn about coaching. I, I thought myself, I've spent more than 2 million dirhams in books. Wow. I'm a school dropout and I train people with PhDs today. Wow. Let's, let's talk about something a bit more controversial. I think probably about 80 to 9% of your body is tattooed. Exactly. You're probably one of the most tattooed persons I've ever seen. You're, you're definitely one of the only people I've ever seen with so many face tattoos. Yeah. Tell, us, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that, where it came from, and also how it fits into society. Um, I, I, I tell everyone, make think you're going to die within seven days. Right. How would you like to live your life? So... You know, that day when I wrote down my list, yeah. I said, if I was going to die, what would I do? Right. So I wrote down all the things I wanted, including the things I needed to survive yeah. in case I wouldn't die. Obviously, right. I needed something, right? Yeah. So in that was, I needed one tattoo. And apart from that, I needed to get laid and all the other stuff. Of course. But yeah. yeah. So the tattoo was also part of it. Right. And um, I got my, somehow I got my first tattoo done with just 100 bucks. I said, what no. was it? Uh, it was just a small line at the back, a tribal. Right. Okay. And I couldn't see it, so I don't know if he did a good job. <laughs> then the second one, it felt good. Yeah. Then after some time, I got one here. Then people started staring at me. I was like, oh, this feels macho. Right. Until I saw someone with a bigger tattoo. I was like, okay, I need to show you. So I got two done. I met someone with three, then I did four done. Then I got my whole sleeve done. Until it came down till here. Yeah. After this, I always had this vision of doing what Mike Tyson had done. Right. But trust me, I never had the guts because I, I didn't know and nobody knew what would happen if you'd get a face tattoo. Yeah. And uh, it was really scary. And even today, I tell people, do not do what I did. Right. Because I'm just lucky. Right. Because the day you get a tattoo that is visible, many careers, many countries, you're banned. Right. They do not entertain you. So, but I decided I'd, I was ready to pay the price, even get expelled from this country. No problem. I'll do it. Right. Because I wanted to live life on my terms. I'm just tired of living life on other people's terms. Yeah. What's, what's the use? Even my second marriage, yeah. why I got divorced is because I said, I'm not happy in this relationship, even though it's right. just just one or two months. Got it. Yeah. Why do I need to carry it you know, lifelong? Some yeah. people say, no, we needed to do it for children and society. I said, no way. No way. So when I got the first tattoo done, uh, well... Uh, first face tattoo. Yeah. By this time, how much of your body was tattooed? Uh, almost everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Over how long a, a period? Except the Superman area. I, I don't <laughs> need it there. So. Over wh- how long a period did you get your body tattooed? It took six years. Six years. Yeah. And then you go out and you get your face tattooed. Yeah. I just got this small little thing, the Tyson one. Right. But the one on the top of the head uh, got inspired when I wanted to get into TED Talks. Right. TED Talks, they were auditioning people, so I had to stand out. Right. So I went to the guy and said, tattoo my head off. And he's like, are you crazy? Really? I said, if I have to stand out from the rest of the... See, in competition, if you want to stand out, you've got to go beyond everyone else. Right. So I did that and I stood out. <laughs> How was it received as you're... Obviously, like you say, once you get a tattoo that people can see visually, yeah. it changes a lot of things. It changes, it changes maybe lot. what jobs you have. Now, at that time, like obviously your arms are done, your mm. fingers are done, but mm. now your whole face is done. You really can't cover yeah. it up. How does that change life for you? It's, uh, if, if you're not used to attention in uh, the negative sense, don't do it. 
Right. Uh, I I get I get cursed by every person I see. Really. I get people who move aside. I get uh, people who even tell the oh my goodness you know as if I was going to harm them. Really. Uh, yeah. I I get judged a lot. I get people who use religious words against me. Right. Uh, I've even had people who refuse to sit next to me or in the elevator they just walk out. Uh, really. Yeah. Uh, you would not believe this. During, uh, I have been a brand ambassador for many brands. Yeah, we have they have we have had incidents where they have called up the police. Yeah, uh, they have taken me, uh, but that was the last whereby they took me in questioning for twelve hours. Right, questioning whether I was into black magic, whether I do drugs, whether I have harmed anyone. Really, they watch too many Hollywood movies. I mean, it's a, it's a big move, definitely, mate. In 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 a culture of the region with mm. Islam and 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 their thoughts on on yeah, tattooing exactly. and, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. Did that ever go through your mind when you? Were getting I, I never thought about that. You never uh, thought about it. So you're pe- surprised that you get yourself into these situations. See, people get surprised when I tell them I've never touched alcohol. Yeah, I don't smoke. Right, and I don't like to fight at all. Right. I never had a single fight. So people get shocked when I tell them, there's no way, man. You should be a drug addict. You should be at least drinking alcohol. That's stereotypes. Said, yeah, huh? it's, uh, it's, it's stupid. That's why uh, I came in that uh, Coke ad yeah. uh, where they had people sitting in the dark room. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the guy who was sitting next to me was a famous Arabic uh, speaker. Okay. He kept touching me and he was joking with me. But when the lights came on, he was like, oh, my goodness. He, oh, he's... He didn't want to please, touch you no, anymore. no, please, please, don't come near me. Really? So, in the dark, when he was talking to me, he liked me a lot. Yeah. Once the lights came on, he was like, I, I need to take a photo, but don't touch me. Just take a photo. I'll show my family because I want to show them how the devil looks like. Do you think that's how society is today? Do you think people are very judgmental on the way that we look? And very stereotyped. And very stereotyped. And actually, deeper below, there's something a lot different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll be impossible for the world to be without prejudice or without uh, hate. But if you knew that, why did you do this to yourself and how did you think it was going to affect your life and, and success in life? Uh, I just decided to focus on what I want right. and what makes me happy. Because if I start dancing around to what makes others happy, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be happy. <laughs> That's an awesome way to put it. Let's cut the chase. What is your current job? Okay. We've, we've, we've enjoyed this experience. What, what do you do for work, for a living and, and essentially to pay your bills? Uh, I work only five days in a month. Right. That was my goal. I didn't want to run the rat race. I didn't want to work like everyone else. I believe life is meant to enjoy. Right. Um, so I charge people, just like you, I charge people per hour for my expertise. Right. Um, and I knew that I was a school dropout. I didn't have any qualifications. So yeah. I, uh, the f- since the past six years, first year I read around, uh, around 326 books. Right. I, I keep reading books rapidly. Right. And uh, today I specialize in personal brand management. Right. So I help people market their own brands. P- personal brands and company brands? No, no, not company brands. Just personal. See, what I believe is you represent a brand. Right. If you can shine, whatever you represent shines. Right. So, like, for example, Marcus is a brand. Like, yeah. when, when I saw you, I was like, wow. Yeah. So I, I get an impression. So whatever you tell me, whatever you suggest, I believe you. Right. Because you represent a brand. Do you so think there's not enough people, like, because people, people would be thinking, people would be listening to this and thinking, I work in a company, I work for a brand, mm. why do I need to be a brand? You so must. How, how does this all tie in? See, it, it, it all depends. If, if you're happy being an employee, getting paid peanuts, yeah. be the monkey that you are. Right. But if you want to shine, like, for example, if Marcus, like, for example, you, if you were to stand out, if you stand yeah. in a crowd, yeah. you'd stand out. If right. I were to stand in a branch of ground, I stand out. Right. So you need to figure out how do you stand out right. because then 
you get selected for the promotion. You right. get selected to represent your company. You get selected. You stand out from everyone else. The problem what people are doing is yeah. they're saying, no, I need to be the company. Company is the brand. Then why do every why does everyone go and buy a different uh, top, a different uh, trouser, a different shoes? They're trying to be a brand, but the problem is they do not know how to market themselves, right. how to position themselves. Right. So where 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 should people start? I mean, mate, what's your you know without giving away all the trade secrets? Where should people start with this? How should people be marketing themselves? And, and and how does all, all this thing of, of personal branding tie into the general population? See, f- first and foremost is there are no secrets. It, it's all it's all, <laughs> That's all good out then. there. It, we can share it all. Then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously, yeah. because today with the dawn of the internet and uh, social media, everything yeah. is open. Right. Like for example, everyone knows workouts. Right. It's just applying them. Right. And but where we need you as a coach yeah. is because you know how to put it across. Correct. So in the same way for me it's it's very simple. And I tell people if you want to find first be true to yourself. Right. Stop being a nice guy. Stop yeah. trying to fake that you have to be nice, polite, try to fit in. Ask yourself what makes you happy. Right. I even tell people you have a fantasy sleeping around with six women, 10 women or being unfaithful to your partner, go ahead, that is you. That yeah. is your personality. Stop yeah. being a nice guy. Right. So people get shocked. No, what about God? We'll worry about God later. First we focus on you. Yeah. It, it's like you trying to fool yourself to please yeah. everyone. Yeah. So when I tell people embrace your dark side, yeah. it's more like Star Wars like Darth Vader. Yeah. They get shocked. And that's where we start. You're one of the only people that does this personal brand strategy yeah. within within the region you're one of the only i mean you're probably the own or one of the only in the world and definitely the only in the region mm. person with so many tattoos that does this 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 kind of thing what's the what's the reaction and and what's the buy in from people when you start to speak to them about personal branding because you've branded yourself in as we've just spoken about in an incredible way mm. so being one of a few in the region that's that's teaching this stuff what's the reaction from people um people get uh, normally shocked for instance when i talk to people um When people see me, they yeah. always have a very low expectation. Well, this is what you're saying. The stereotype yeah. is yeah. you should be a, a, a drug dealer, an alcoholic, yeah, exactly. or a bully. So, and now you're going to come and tell me how to build my brand. Exactly. So that's you. You know why it's good? Yeah. Because they have such a low expectation. <laughs> they they think I'm this dumb idiot who has not read a book. So when I start talking to them about the latest uh, Harvard uh, publications, yeah, the the latest article in Stanford, yeah, they get a shock of their life. They're like. You actually read Harvard Business Reviews. Right. Then I give them the authors. I speak on uh, uh, cognitive psychology, neuroscience. I speak yeah. to all these subjects. Yeah. They get baffled. Right. And then I tell them, stop judging. Yeah. Okay. Just because you wore a suit and tie and you look decent. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean you know everything. Yeah. And then I just, uh, it, it's very simple. Over the years, I've just told people simply this: you just Google my name. Yeah. First, Google your name. Right. See what comes. Then Google my name, right. and then you'll find out who's effective. Right. So then people are like, "Shit, okay, what are you saying is He's true?" Better listen to this yeah. guy. Yeah. You said that some of the people that you you deal with are, are PhDs. Yeah. Give us a bit more background on 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 the kind of people. That, is it all senior management, or what kind of people are you dealing with to help them build their brand strategy and brand profile? Those who are hungry. Right. If you are hungry, then whatever is told to you, you will absorb it. Right. But if your mind is full, like Bruce Lee said, if if your mind is full, yeah. nothing will fill in. 
Yeah. So uh, even when I was, I was invited by LG to teach its uh, high-performance leaders, yeah. uh, all of them, imagine there were 72 all senior-level high-performance, the best in the world for LG. Wow. And this guy who is uh, the director for education and training, yeah. uh, he shocked everyone by bringing me. Imagine everyone from American University, student-type professors, yeah. and me, school dropout, yeah. in the same room. Wow. And then when I came there, one of the women stood up and said, I'm sorry, I can't be in this room. You look like the Yakuza. <laughs> and he was, I think he was Japanese and he walked out. Really? Then there, one other guy was about to stand and the African gentleman said, let's give him a chance to speak. Right. Ten minutes, if he speaks sense, we'll sit here. Others, we all will walk out. Yeah. I spoke for eight hours. Wow. And they sat. And then I got a standing ovation, so I was pretty happy. Wow. See, it, it's just that just because you have a piece of paper doesn't mean you're educated. Right. The process of learning and education goes forever. Right. So. When you... What what motivates you? What what motivates you to, to work these five days a month? What you know? What why are you doing it? What's the big anyone pitch? would be motivated to work five days in a month? But <laughs> well, what I, motivates I, me? I mean, yeah. when you relax for twenty five days, it must be even harder to to, to, to work for the so, five. See, uh, what motivates me is pain. Right. If you are comfortable on this chair, you wouldn't get up. Right. But if something was poking your ass, you yeah. would definitely check what the hell is it. Yeah. So pain motivates me. When people criticize me, when they make fun of me, I remember memories of my past. So that drives me. Yeah. I was 112 kgs just yeah. last year. Yeah. Someone opened a public forum and started ridiculing me, calling me man boobs. and um, I, I lost 31 kgs even though I'd busted wow. both my knees and I had a, a compressed disc. The doctor yeah. said I needed surgery. Right. I couldn't walk. Wow. So I lost 31 kgs because I was not comfortable. So yeah. when you're not comfortable, you achieve something. You achieve so that's something. my drive. And in, in life, mate, how do you measure success? What is success to you? And Because it's obviously changed a lot, I guess, in, in the early days when you were not treated well as a child. Mm. Success would probably be not, not being bullied and, and not being manhandled. But how does it change and how do you measure it now? I measure it simply by this question. I, am I happy? Right. If I'm happy doing whatever I'm doing, yeah. that for me is success. Yeah. So it's at every step, am I happy? Right. I just ask myself this question. Daily. Every day. Every <laughs> single moment. Every moment, every day. There are times where I love to eat uh, condensed milk with bread and right. lots of chocolates because right. that makes me happy. But then when I have an event and yeah. I know I need to keep myself carb-free, yeah. I know that fasting, that phase of self-controlling yeah. makes me happy. And do you have a do you have a decision making process like a, a strict or do you sort of trust your gut a lot? Like if someone says to you, "Okay, we want to do this," is it based on a, a or this or that? Is it based on a gut feeling when you meet someone that you want to work with them directly, or yeah. you know, is is there a decision making process that you use to to sort of to have these choices and outcomes? Experience gives you that intuition, right? You need to trust your gut because many times you get this uh, funny voice that tells you. Things are not going to work out here. It's funny. Yeah. I listen to my gut feeling. All the time. Always, always yeah. This is a big one because I know a lot of your business is, is surrounding it and, and, it, and it's around us all the time at the moment. What, what is your take on the impact of technology and specifically social media, not just on us here, but on, on the world today? What's it doing to us? You know, I, I just tell people this. If a school dropout like me can yeah. teach a room full of 72 PhDs, yeah. it's all thanks to the internet. Right. Because I have studied everything from YouTube to the articles that are available for free online. Yeah. And that's why even I give my knowledge for free. Right. Uh, I'm not insecure about this. And if they want to know the power of social media, yeah. I got called from uh, Coca-Cola, United States, 
they called me up because they found my social media scene pretty happening i was like wow. i thought it was a joke i was like yeah right and i'm bill clinton i said they they finally said we'll we'll give you a number us based number call us up wow. and then i was like oh bloody hell what this they're is saying is true yeah. yeah so uh, today if i have 200000 followers yeah it's all social media right and what do you do with those with those other 25 days of the month or 26 days of the month when you're not working you said you work for 5 days of yeah. the month you relax or maybe not relax what do you do for the rest of that time Stephen Covey's principle sharpen the saw i'm learning i'm studying right. i'm exercising i'm doing something that makes me better because i i can never take myself for granted right so i have to get better in some way or another so it's not just a case of this is a dream job you work 5 days a month you just relax for 25 in those 25 you're actually mentally working harder mm. to better yourself exactly yeah Be- because you need to realize your customers are not dumb they are right. smart right today they have access to the same uh, technology you have right. so they'll do their homework before meeting you do you think there's too many people not taking things like that into consideration they work the 9 to 5 then on weekend they fill their social plans and they're actually not taking any time or enough time to upskill themselves learn more and educate themselves yeah i i tell people this the illusion of knowledge yeah is uh, is dangerous right P- most people believe that they are very smart because they have a good paying job they have a fancy title or they drive yeah. big cars yeah uh, knowledge is not power its application is incredible is another one for you mate if tomorrow was your last day what would you do with it exactly the same thing i'm doing now really? maybe have a nice uh, pot session yeah. say goodbye to all the guys and uh, maybe just uh, just eat something nice and just relax watch a movie and die really that's it that and would be I, it. i i definitely put all this on uh, i'll keep uploading it until i die so really? that's it yeah you just you found a way that that your life is now that and perfect if it's tomorrow perfect. Yeah. it wasn't and how how do those how do your relationships go now obviously as you said you came from quite a a let's call it simply a broken home where things weren't easy how do you have relationships now and 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 build them is there trust issues do you have people that are close to you how does all of that work uh, i have people who i look up to my mentors right okay the other people like for example if i wanted to ask fitness i'd ask you for because sure. I, i i feel your your you're great to be a mentor right so i choose my mentors right friends i choose those people who were there for me when i had nothing yeah and uh, the rest i i, I believe uh, you don't need many you, you just need, need a many. few i have four dogs and i'm very happy you have four dogs i love my dogs they really? sleep with me eat with me uh, they don't poop with me <laughs> <laughs> so this this whole thing how does that relate into your social media because on social media you you're very active you have you know you have over 200,000 followers etc etc so on on that side you have a huge huge following hmm. but on a personal level you're very you you, uh, you have relationship with your dogs I, i'm i'm very quiet i i do not share the real side my real feelings no right uh, nobody can get into that vault really yeah It's not not even me right now right here. No, you're not my <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually intend to be. I mean that because that's one of the biggest things I think you probably see it as well within your work is that a lot of people on the outside we're measuring success and that's why I asked that question on the number of Facebook friends we have, on mm. the number of Instagram friends, on who's liking our stuff. But on when when the times get tough, which your times have got tough, mm. you know, who do you really call? See um um you know to answer your question seriously like um, if you are my mentor yeah i would open myself completely to you because right. if you have to guide me i have to be honest with you and myself yes so um yeah these are the people i am very honest and upfront with yeah. and people who love you when you're nothing 
Yeah. They'll be there for you when you're everything. So it's important to build that very close. Y- you need to have the discernment to know who do you call into the circle. Right. And once you call them in, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, that's how it should be. One final question, but before we do that, just let everyone know where we can find you and, 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 and how people can get hold of you. It's very simple. Just Google my name, Loy Macedo. You'll get enough and more shit about me. So <laughs> all the shit possible on the planet. Uh, I have enough and more haters out there, so it's okay. Cool. Really? So yeah. we'll it's get a, that. They just have to Google Loy Macedo. That's Which it. Which is L-O-Y, then M-A-C-H-E-D-O. Yeah, I blow my own trumpet, so it's good <laughs> enough. Plen- just Google that and you'll get hold of Loy. Final question. If you could give one po- piece of advice to our listeners, what would it be? You just have one fucking life. Live it. Live it. Live it. Enjoy it. Have fun. There's no fucking heaven. There's no hell. Just fucking enjoy it. (laughs) This is the life all that there is. That's it. I think that wraps things up awesomely, Lloyd. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Look forward. Maybe we'll get you back on the podcast in a few months' time. Yeah. Give the listeners a bit of an update to what's going on. And Marcus, before you conclude, I must say, people should see you in real. They're not <laughs> believe it. You look like one of those Greek gods. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, buddy. Right. I appreciate it. All right. See you, Thank man. you, man. Take care. Bye. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast and thanks to Loy for that as well. Absolutely awesome. Remember, you can go and check out the video version if you're only listening in iTunes or vice versa. Go to innerfight.com slash podcast 209. And of course, if you do have any questions or comments, please leave them on that post or just drop an email to us, winning at innerfight.com. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. If you get a moment, hop over to iTunes, rate the podcast, and leave your comments over there as well. Until next time, take care.